Welcome, welcome, welcome. Helcom. Helcom. Helcom to the Halley. I would say hello and you said welcome. Welcome to the Halley, Joshua. Well, this week we're going to be talking about uh, Brexit and the music industry, as well as mental health in the music industry, as well as some music by Hot Tramp, Baby Brother, and some really bad band called JS and the Lockerbillies. Who are they? Oh, somebody nobody wants to know. I don't care. That's me, innit? Uh, <laughs> uh, how, how are you, Harley, old darling? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, very good. <laughs> you got your Bob Dylan voice got my, I got my greatest Bob Dylan. All right, no, that's gone Lennon. <laughs> we, we, God, that's gone Lennon. Um, yeah, oh, no. We were, we were just listening to We Are The World and, and singing along. We were trying to guess who was, who was yeah, singing what song. Yeah, you can always hear the... We are the world! <laughs> oh, there's Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the children. Stevie yeah, Wonder. like that. The Stevie Wonder bit was like, oh, okay, that's that's, that's the key. Good we're in. singing. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, oh, we got the children and the healthy people. <laughs> oh god, there was there was some plenties. I'm liking your your Christmas jumper, Rainer Vandel Van Van Branding. Anyone who knows Rainer will know the the term hashtag branding. <laughs> um. From yeah, he uh, Rainer actually bought this jumper uh, over the week. It was red, black, and white, which is a the the Vandel colours, <laughs> also the Rock Project colours. Coincidence, I think. There's, probably. There's, there's two there's two bingo cards <laughs> slots in one there. Oh yeah, yeah, bingo cards at the ready. We are definitely going to take them off today. I'm yes, sure. Exactly. So um yeah, and he he got it, and he's like, oh, I don't really like it. And I'm like, it's warm, so I'm wearing there it. There we go. It's, sort it's it. big on the shoulders. It's a little bit of an mm. '80s jumper because you're it, broader than you Broadway. Can, you can see my broadness from mm. just the way it works. Yeah, so broad. It's all that climbing you've been doing. Uh, mm, yeah, I was climbing with Murray the other day. Actually, that was really? great. He's a very good climber. He's is is very good. Yes. Well, like, um, how kind of, how like, how like good, you know? Has he got very good fingertips? Is it a bass player thing? Well, he's just got really good technique. Actually, it's it's he's less reliant on his upper body, uh, and very good with his technique of. Um, well, <laughs> I taught him a te- technique which he hadn't heard before, right? Um, which I didn't use this terminology, right? But I said, keep your hips in, Chirpsy. make sure your hips are touching the wall, right? Um, I may not have said hips. I may have said something. Oh yes, um, non radio friendly. It's non radio friendly, but to, just to other keep body your... parts are available. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, to keep uh, everything, uh, keep your weight towards the wall. And uh, but like he's got some really good technique, and he's doing some really complex run right climbs, which I never even attempted. So how how like you know are you you and Murray a similar amount of broad? Yeah, he's he's. Yeah, I think he. I feel he's got a bit more upper body than me, actually. Mm, you're both he's... pretty chipsy broad. Mm. Chipsy broads. Chipsy broads. Yeah, that's see. our that's our new TV show. We've got a new <laughs> a new uh, sit, sitcom where me and Murray live together, and it's called Chipsy Broads. Chipsy Broads, yeah. <laughs> Fast talking. Um, yep. Yeah, so, um, so were you were you both singing whilst climbing? Uh, we were. Singing along to various songs. They had a really good playlist on, actually. Great. Really good playlist. Um, uh, just, just. Is like, it the Harley and Joshua playlist, also available on Spotify? No, but they were playing some IO radio there uh, the other day, actually. Right. Um, but it was just like some like mega mix of proper like 80s funky disco tunes. And they're just literally just seamlessly transitioning from one song to another. And it was <laughs> like, man, this is, this is cool. It was really cool. Yeah, that's nice. So, um, 
So that was with, with uh, Dave, David Brown wasn't there because he's feeling a bit ill. He was a bit get, under the weather, but he did well soon, he David did Brown. Make, he did make it to the uh, the Christmas party with the old Jet Christmas party that we went to in the evening. That was, which was loads of fun, wasn't it? Really good fun, yeah. Yeah, I wish I could have stayed longer. Yeah, um, but you were at work at 5am. Uh, yes, at 5am, me and Rainer decided to go to... Oh, we weren't working. Yeah, that was it. You were driving. <laughs> yes. You know this side Same of the country? Thing. Yeah. We went not there. Oh, wow. We went to the other, pretty much up as far as Manchester we went wow. to. And it was a long drive. Ah, that's well so long, that is. It's rain, well north. It was well up north, and it? Yeah, we were, me and Ralph, I said to Rain as I was driving, I was like, what do we do if we get there and we can't understand a thing they're saying because their <laughs> accents are so thick? And they're well mank. And Rain was like, what do we do if we get there and they can't understand our accents because we're so <laughs> yeah, Suffolk? Exactly. <laughs> oh, boy, come big up the drums. I didn't realise like how Suffolk we were when we were in a... <laughs> place where we were the only, the only people Suffolk from people Suffolk. I'm like, oh no, we oh, we definitely have an accent. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey. Um, yeah, amazing. So, so uh, did you did you guys do any do any music talking on the way up there? We did lots of music talking. We didn't get to record anything. Right. Uh, Rainer wanted to do a riding with Rainer or, mm. or Rainer rides with, right. as we've always joked. But, a riding um, with Rainer. Uh, we left so early that I forgot to pick up all the equipment to record it with. So <laughs> uh, we didn't um so yeah okay cool so you picked up a new pa i picked up a new pa system which give is, us some stats right this is the ev elx uh live system the elx 118p and the elx 115p powered speakers three and a half thousand watts thank you very much that's what i've got <laughs> yeah yeah you've got slight you've got the zlx tops or the, or the zlx tops ZLX, yeah, ELX yeah. um and yeah it was so powerful it was great we did our first gig uh, with it that night, mm-hmm. we drove all the way back, set up for a gig, and uh, we just powered it up and went, oh, this is nice. I mean, yeah. we've actually had the best weekend for it because we did uh, the Labor- Felix Day Labour Club Saturday night, and that room's really nice. It's really dead, mm. so you can mic everything up and still get a good volume on everything. It just, just the sound is perfect. Um, and then we played last night at the uh, Distilled Republic, what used to be the wine bar. That's great. Uh, yeah. And that's a very small, very lively room with a big glass wall. That's so great. it was very toppy, all concrete walls and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it was completely the opposite, but we managed to put it for its paces on both sides, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting. Yeah, so, they're very, very versatile speakers as well. Yeah, I've been using really them well. the past sort of four years now. Mm. And uh, yeah, they've worked, uh, you know, festivals in sort of uh, nice canvas marquees. They've also worked in pubs. Yeah, they've, they've gone everywhere with me. Yeah, yeah, and they're so light as well. What was, what was, what was the idea for the change? So um, I've not been happy with my subs for a long time. Subs, yeah. Um, I, the Mackie SRS 1500s are great, but they're heavy. Uh, and they've Heavy got... in, in, in actual weight. Yes, right, yeah, yeah. They're, they're quite heavy. They also, uh, they've got a nice punch to them, but they don't have a lot of, tail so mm-hmm. the kick drum punches through but the low end like from the bass guitar just doesn't yeah. quite stay you with need you. That, don't you yeah especially when you've got track backing tracks and stuff um mm. where you've got like pads from keys and stuff like that it gets it just it messes up and doesn't quite give you that kind of clean sort of flat response that you want yeah so i've been looking for some subs i did a gig where i used your pa with the hopefuls and went Oh, this is this is how it sounds. We just used the one for the yeah, gig for the at Shamrock. Shamrock, that's it. And I'm like, no, that's this is what I need. This is giving me everything that I need. Good. I'm like, I'm gonna look around. So kept an eye out mm-hmm. and saw a guy selling the subs and the tops and went, I might as well just get the whole thing. Right. Um, and uh, then I'm I'm sorted. I 
don't need to i had 12 inch tops and i went up to mm. 15s uh, and they do carry a lot more uh body and mids which again gives me so much more scope for the backing tracks to sort of just sit in the mix a lot nicer. what have you what, what have you done with the with the yamahas so the yamahas uh they are being delivered off to the rock project today oh, great. Uh, sold them today with the rock project so uh now rock project has some really nice speakers for them um which is just great because then that I still really good. I still get to use them because they're very very good. They're great speakers, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, we've used them for the Rock Project before, right? Yeah, we used them last week. Mm. Yeah, because uh, his speakers were playing up. I think there's a reason why he wanted to mm. uh, to upgrade. They've worked. Um, they've, they've, they've served him well though. though I mean, yeah, think about it. It's Wolfdales, like yeah. it's like doing three gigs a week. Yeah, constantly uh, doing three gigs a week for how many years? <laughs> yeah, and. I don't think they were new when when he got them as well. Right. So yeah. they've, they've they've been going you know two years. That's how many fifty? That's one hundred and fifty yeah, gigs. That's, that's crazy, right? And when you think about like those gigs are four out four six hours long as yeah, well. So, exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And and Webby helped him out as well, didn't he? With, yes. With, with with some PA stuff, Webby from the drumming shop in Ipswich, and also has his own show in ICR. Yeah. Um, which I'm the talking, enemy. <laughs> which people are actually, actually listening to right now instead of us. Uh, <laughs> It's fine. They're not here. We don't have to be nice to them. <laughs> I'm you. Yeah, that's no, fine. But yeah, because uh, so the stuff that Webby's helped Dave out yeah. with has lasted a really long time. And now I guess it's just a time, you know, just to sort of uh, go back over some of the gear that isn't working now. Yeah, which, that's it. Understandably. We've, yeah. Um, yeah, because Webby donated a mixing desk, mm. which uh, served us really well for quite a long time. Mm. Uh, that unfortunately bit the bullet a few months mm probably about a month ago yeah. uh, and we we, we we then upgraded to a, to another system and that's the thing with music is you you add you upgrade bits and bobs as you go um i was saying to oscar last week i was like i looked down at my pedal board and went wait i've i've, I've done it this <laughs> pedal board that i've always dreamed of i was like i've just complete. i've got it and i'm like i don't even i didn't even realize because you just had a bit of time is the plasma just, pedal on there now it's still not on there. <laughs> it's just not a charter type pedal, right. and that's where yeah, most of my gigs are at. I'll mm. use it for the next hopeful Something gig. insane, yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing. So, so if you had to choose like a favourite gig you had to do last week, what would which one was it? Uh, favourite gig of the weekend. Now that's a real hard. I probably would go say last night. Uh, last night yeah. at Steel Republic, it was a Sunday night. We were play, supposed to play eight till ten. Got to eight o'clock, and it was a little bit quiet. And they said, "Well." Go, leave it till half eight it was the uh, the owner I believe Morgan it was his birthday party mm. and we were like well let's wait for him to turn up we don't want to start without him mm. and so he came in about half past and everyone else flooded with coming with birthday presents and stuff like that yeah. also there was a whole party of people who had come from a charity boxing match I think oh, that was cranky. at the Corn Exchange and had come along as well so was we it- were playing to an absolutely rammed crowd it was just insane. It was just, really good. Um, was it Pudsy versus like a clown? Yeah, yeah. No, it's Pudsy versus uh, Terry Wogan. <laughs> Wait. Oh man. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> As children need fighting, children need. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm I'd sure there's it. many I times. I would watch it. <laughs> probably many times that Terry Wogan would have wanted to, would have wanted to punch Pudsy. So. Oh yeah, Stop yeah. Stop stealing my limelight, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, that's cool. So like, um, what yeah. was? How long was your set then? Uh, we did two forty fives. Two forty fives. Uh, we did so the night before at the labour club. We did three forty fives, which was long, mm-hmm. um, especially after twelve hours in a car with Rainer. Um, not saying being <laughs> in a car with Rainer is hard work, but um, really, because I'm saying that, yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, the other, the other, what I was saying the other thing, reason why Rainer came with me all the way on this trip is because Rainer picked up a new drum kit as well. Oh, so he's picked drumming up- all the way. <laughs> Sorry. So he's <laughs> bells on Harley's ring. Um, 
Making oh. tops bright. No. I can't think of a rhyme. Anyway, yeah. so, uh, yeah, he's picked up a new drum kit, Tama, St- Tama Superstar Hyperdrive. Really nice kit. Um, he's been uh, to Sound Attack today to uh, sort out some extra bits just to make sure it's all mm-hmm. working. I don't know when he's got ne- his next gig. He's got a gig with East Town Pirates, I think, this weekend. Ooh, uh, I don't yes, know when he does. We've when... got, we listen to Stick around for the old gig lift. Yeah. Um, I don't know when his next gig when you, but you'll be able to hear it in all its glory Glorious. Uh, when that comes about. But mm. um, it's a really nice kit. Uh, I, I've gigged with a lot of people who have used them. Uh, so that will sound really cool. So, um, yeah, that's that. But it's a nice, it's a nice little thing to have to do over a, over a week, just to actually hang out with your mates, like you said. You're actually having some time to sit there and talk about stuff. Yeah, like I said, we've we've mentioned many times that you know sometimes you don't get a chance to sort of hang out and not be at work when you're working yeah, in this right. kind of industry when you're just friends with the people you it's work. It's really with. nice to be able to hang out with you guys yeah. over the week. But yeah, like just going out on Friday, the old jet. Yeah, Her that's it, and great. we get to do it all again on Wednesday with our um, with our rock project Christmas uh, Christmas meal. Why? Um, because we hopefully we'll be a little bit more well behaved than last time we did a Christmas meal. I was not uh, there. Oh yeah, you were playing. Yeah, yeah. So you had to be on your best <laughs> behaviour, and uh, yeah, that was a good fun when we did the it was the Milsons, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, the awards evening um, for Suffer Business Awards, and we uh, we had a lot of fun. We did. <laughs> we did whilst you worked. I, yeah, well, I, I, I witnessed it, so... Yeah, I, I can imagine that was more that fun for you. stood up in court, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, wonderful, mate. Thank you very much for, for, for just, you know, telling us about what you did, because what you did was great, mate. Aww. did stuff well done, buddy. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Harley said he needed to. Um, yeah, <laughs> did not. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a gig this weekend, which is very, very, very fun to look forward to. It's got three Joshes. That's mental, right? Three, three Joshes. Joshes that are all front men, and the first of those Joshes is this wonderful man, Josh Sandy, for Baby Brother. This song is called Astral Away. Stick around. <laughs> That was Baby Brother with Astral Away. Check that out on Bandcamp. That's available for download, as well as he's got a couple other singles on there. You can see him this Saturday with us at the Three Wise Monkeys. That's going to be mental. Yeah. I can't wait. I really can't. I, um, I still need to go um, to um, the, the Three Wise Monkeys. In Ipswich, yeah. Yeah. That's, the, that's oh, this, what I'm talking this, about. It's the Ipswich one. This is, yeah. Yeah. I, so. still need to, I still need to go there. Um, me and Nikki were planning on going for lunch, but then realised that was Wednesday when we are doing our Christmas meal. I can't be oh. that greedy and have two meals out. Yeah, so uh, um, I want to say a, a quick massive congratulations to all the Rock Project students for this year. Oh um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Harley and I have decided that this is our last show until uh, New Year's. Yep. Yeah. So um, so if you're listening in, uh, we're not going to be in for the next two weeks. Um, They'll but- probably play some older all the episodes, episodes yeah, yeah so we'll be over there but um so before the year's out just want to say a massive massive well done to all the guys for uh, and girls for practicing all the songs that we've been teaching them over the past year yeah. uh, and really pulling out all the stops for their parents as they came along and watched them uh, over the past couple um, weeks we've actually got one last one to do today yeah. with the juniors and seniors the last of our not a gigs not a gigs yeah, yeah exactly it was basically we, we introduced um the parents uh, to what we actually do in the session so we let them come in and watch while we do the performance sessions and uh, yeah, they, they didn't disappoint. It was just really nice to watch the kids uh, taking on the, mm. the advice we've given. Some nerves. I mean, yeah, certain it's, things. it's amazing how the they change ever so slightly when they're 
the parents there or just having or an just, audience yeah, yeah and also people they don't know yeah i mean people having your people you don't know is is around is a good uh thing for us to do during a performance session to be honest um because it does show you what it's actually like at a gig mm. you barely know anybody in the audience uh but you've still got to treat them like friends um, yeah that- so it's the kind of thing of uh unless you're in like you know a scary hardcore band where you're just like ah! <laughs> everybody's <laughs> jumping kill each other i love it um yeah because um <laughs> The, it was really nice just to watch them still coming out of those shells even though there were some people in there they didn't know mm-hmm. um uh yeah it, there was certain hiccups that they didn't usually do which is a nice sort of um kind of study for for what they'd be like in the real world and we're seeing a lot more of our students mm. going out there into the real world and doing it there was a video that uh victoria and sarah put up of theo and thomas that are yes. rock product students playing at an open mic to get to, uh, together yes. which was really fun really great to see it's very fulfilling to see that as a teacher knowing mm. that you've been you know around giving them performance tips and they're out there doing it and they're actually kind of totally. taking those things on board um but you know any standout performances that you saw from the adult students to junior students to senior students um i don't want to uh, i don't want to single people out but there was uh, there was a lot of people going ah this is the moment I have to perform and mm. there were some people really putting on some putting on a, a show especially from some of the singers going let's give them something to look at in mm. terms of let's put on a put put on a performance mm. actually I will call out um Anne Lay's uh throwing the mic at the end of yes. uh, Rona Mars's uh, uh grenade. grenade yeah I love I was, it. treating it like a mic grenade yeah <laughs> she was like it was kind of like a mic drop but Without making the yeah, was sound it engineer cat, angry? It? Yes, that's cat it. Dickerson, yeah, she that. finished the song and just threw a cat and cat caught it. Yes, they, apparently they've been practicing that for weeks Great. and they didn't tell anyone. Nice, which is so cool. Yeah, just a little extra touches like that just really really help. Um, yeah, there were certain things that the the adult students and the junior students and the senior students did that we had given them to do. There was one specific thing that I told people to do was when you're not doing something that's like you know puts you puts you at the front. Specifically, singers move mm. up to the other musicians. Put the you know put the focus onto them because when you're just standing there right in the middle with a microphone and you're not actually singing yeah you've still got all the focus on you and mm. that makes it even worse for you if you are suffering from a little bit of anxiety from being there do you going back to sort of the whole the parents or strangers thing like when you were growing up you're obviously sort of to a point where you're you're quite comfortable performing and doing your thing but did you ever have that kind of oh my parents are here now that's really awkward. Like, or mm. some people like hate playing in front. They'd rather play in front of strangers than people they know. Mm. Uh, did you ever have anything like that? Yeah, I think there's. Well, it's like when we used to do the uh, the sort of the gigs at the memorial halls yes. and, 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 yeah. and the village halls, where we would bring all our friends along, but then our parents would come along mostly because they were the ones signing off the deposit. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, yeah. They, they would be the ones that are actually financially uh, under pressure for it. Um, but you know, they'd be there, and you'd just be like. Oh, crikey. So not only have I got to prove to them that I'm worth all these lessons that they've paid for. Yeah. Same with the rock project. You know, they, they, it's like, oh, crikey, I've got to make them look like that we've that we've actually been working here. And also, yeah. um, it's they were financially, for us, they were financially vi- viable for what was happening at the hall. Mm. So you can't really feel like, oh, I'm just going to trash the place. <laughs> you know? my, my th- yeah, I want to show my friends that I'm really cool, but I don't want my parents to think that i'm trying to be cool yeah drink, <laughs> drinking a bottle of jack on stage when you yeah, yeah yeah no that was that's always a thing i know a lot of people hate sort of playing to their parents and stuff and it's um that's always a the the challenge i was for me i still have a thing if i if i if there's a bass player in the audience that i really like respect or you know musician i'm like right can't mess up and i and i'll concentrate more on 
playing bass and I'll do fine and stuff. But then I'm like, wait, I'm not performing. Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think it actually from you focusing more, you actually perf- you do worse? Yeah. Yeah. I think if I'm not thinking about it, I'll make the mistakes that I'm going to make anyway. Mm. But then I'm just in the moment. I can chill and dance and put on a show. Whereas yeah. if I'm thinking about it, I'm not playing in the moment i'm, I'm not I'm even sure if, yeah because I, I i agree with you there but i think it's also a fact of just you notice you mess up more if you're focusing yeah. because it, i think a lot of the time when i'm just going with the flow and i'm not really worried about what's going on too much because yeah. you know i'm just performing and it's just letting it happen um i'm probably making just as many mistakes as i would as if i was really focusing on making sure that i was playing the best because yeah, yeah i don't know um, you're going to make more mistakes when you're throwing your guitar around, um, but you're going to notice yourself making more mistakes and if you're just focusing on it a lot. Uh, going back to Saturday night, actually, I made a lot of mistakes because I was so tired. I only had like four hours sleep, done all that driving, come back, set up for a gig, and all right, well, well, let's, let's do a gig. And I was, I was making mistakes all over the place. Didn't make too many that were like detrimental to the song. Mm, glaring. But, but the guys, they're all... We're on the same level. There was never that kind of oh, get it together, man. There was, mm. there was, they were turning to me and they were having, we we're having a laugh about it. And uh, <laughs> and Elliot turned to me and he's like, "That last song, man. I don't know what was happening to your voice." And I was like, <laughs> "I just want bed." And, you know, <laughs> it's like me, it was really nice that he 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 identified that I'd made a horrible mistake on a, on a <laughs> harmony, but was uh, there was never any condescendence of get that together. It was really like it was just like. That was hilarious, man. Yeah, exactly. you know, and that's kind of what you want out of a band, yeah. isn't it? It's just sort of back up and a little bit of yeah. camaraderie when when you mess up because everybody messes up. Um, mm. It's kind of a difference thing that I get with my band because a lot of the time I am the man cracking the whip. So if somebody messes up, I give them a stink eye. I've mm. gotten a little bit wor- a bit better at it, sorry, um, mm. because people have called me out on just being like, well people being Rainer and Dave have called me out for giving them stink eye when they've done something that's annoyed me mm. um you know that you know that you know the feeling when somebody just looks at you goes yeah like when you've messed up side note because I've never had that major stink eye from you right when we've played with hopefuls and right. stuff like that um I mean when we've done our when we've done the old duo gig you know you've looked at me and it made a mistake and I'd laugh but then we've had they've They've been in a situation where it's been a last-minute depth thing. Yeah, so, so I, you can expect it. Yeah. But with Hopefuls, you've never... You, you're always... Is that because this is a recent band and you yeah. got better at it in that time? Yeah. Or do you just feel less less onus on you? Um, also that as well. Yeah, because yeah, I think um, maybe... Leave the stink eyes for Andy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's just that I've just gotten better at it because yeah. I, I started to sort of look back at the amount of times that I've sort of berated people for getting something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, if I berate somebody for getting something wrong, it's because it's something they should have practiced mm. or they should know, uh, but they just haven't practiced it. That's, it's hard to kind of keep that humour when they make the same mistakes yeah. again, which is, I, is fair enough. But... I don't... I don't it's, I've sort of maybe just sort of made the stink eye into... Uh, <laughs> into words now yeah stink words um well like well not so much not just being mean uh, i think it's just calling people out when they they should have been doing something because mm. that's one thing that we do in the rock project in the um you know when when they've just finished a song a lot of the time there's too much of a, a push for us to just go well done that was great your kids yeah and you're up there and you're doing this and that's very cool for us to watch but there's a lot of the time where i have to just be like no you should be way better at that um, yeah. and i have to just call people out just like look you messed up that solo and you've been playing that solo for months so speaking as someone who's been on the other side of on the other side of that conversation sometimes you need that yeah you know i've i've, I've had people gone you, you should know this by now. You had two weeks to learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not a song that takes two weeks to learn. Yeah. Why why haven't you got that down? Uh, you know, oh, I've been busy. Well, don't mm-hmm. be busy. Make yourself <laughs> less busy. If you can't 
you don't have time to learn the song you don't have time to do the mm. gig there's always you know? a rebuttal isn't there unless it's like something like you said when it's a last minute depth gig and yeah. like you're just thrown at it there's kind of no excuse when you're when you're getting paid for something and you're not doing it right uh, but you knew that it was coming up it's yeah. something you got to sort out and i've been that guy so many times before as well so i yeah. think just being on on both sides of that you can have a bit of perspective mm. but anyway um what did we do yesterday oh yesterday Frankie and I just spent the entire day watching the Hobbit extended editions wow all day nice. so we've done Lord of the Rings and we've done the Hobbit That's all of them in one day is we it just... me or is Lord of the Rings a Christmassy thing like it always seems to be on telly around Christmas yeah I think it, it must be yeah I think it's just one of those things where people just want to you know that's something that's definitely going to get people watching TV in it but yeah, I just missed Middle Earth because I'm reading the Silmarillion and lots of Tolkien's extended stuff at the oh, moment okay, so yeah. I'm just like I need to see it yes um, but anyway so that was that was that was my week I did some stuff and yeah awesome what did I do that what I just talked about. Were well, you not listening past me? Oh. Um anyway, so I want to play my my I don't know, my new favourite Hot Tramp song, I wanna say, because um they released a sort of two singles recently over well, I say recently it was over Halloween. Um Still recent. Still recent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're uh, talking to someone who says the other day when they're talking about something that happened three years ago. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, yeah, I do that. So, um, so yeah, this one's called "Ain't It a Scream." This is by Hot Tramp. This is available for free download. Go on their Facebook page and stuff. They're playing with me this weekend. Oh. Yes. That was Ain't It a Scream by Hot Tramp. Love that. Also recorded by Tom Donovan, same uh, as we played a Spider Vane track last week. So, yeah, I think that's just their sound. They've really got that nailed down in the studio. I yeah. Think, so. like it, every, it's nice to have a band that has a studio sound. Exactly. So, they're playing with us this Saturday, 22nd, at Three Wise Monkeys Ipswich with Baby Brother and JS and the Lockerbilly. So, you can stick around for the gig list for a little bit more info on that. Um, so, you know. We did some good stuff over the last week, but what's kind of really important, my friend, is this next section. Music news, music news, here we go, music news. <laughs> it's the worst jingle I've ever written. You have to be kidding uh, me. <laughs> That's um, mad. So, uh, just learnt today about an anti-Brexit letter. The, the B word came up, I'm sorry. Uh, signed <laughs> signed by many, many music executives, including some big name uh, music stars like Paloma Faith and Annie Lennox. It's wow. basically several artists, uh, music business executives and UK music industry bodies have signed a letter calling on the UK government for an alternative to Brexit. Uh, stars signing the letter drafted by Music for EU, it's a sort of trade body, uh, include Annie Lennox, Chrissy Hind of The Pretenders, uh, Paloma Faith, uh, and film composer David Arnold. So uh, industry bodies supported the, uni- the initiative include the Musicians Union, obviously, the Association of Independent Music, Music Managers Forum, crockiest big one, British Academy of Songwriters, Composers and Authors, and the Music Producers Guild. Wow. So it's a lot of people behind it. So basically, in the letter, just to read a small snippet of it, Brexit represents a significant threat to the UK's music industry and that in the post-Brexit UK, there is a clear risk that reaching consumers and fans will be more expensive and international markets will be harder to access. 
no one voted for this situation, they say. Whether whether they voted leave or remain, it is critical to find a way out of this mess, and therefore we ask you to examine alternative options to maintain our current influence and freedom to trade. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's... It's the the celebrity weight behind it is a little bit annoying sometimes because there's 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 this thing of elite which uh, the elite which um, you know people a lot of people that voted leave uh, were voting against was yeah. elites getting involved in their stuff um, and you know just thinking because you're famous you know you can change legislation which is something that people voted for is a bit annoying but being a musician I am very much behind this yeah it's it's a, a weird one that you know there's also there, there's two sides of it of oh. Just because they're they're celebrity doesn't mean their voices should be heard over other people's. Mm-hmm. But then also, you don't know how much like I mean, when you've got the backing of the the music like the, all these big trade com- bodies, yeah. yeah, trading body. Thank you. Um, they they've obviously done a lot of research. They obviously know know the the maths and the the the, the numbers that are behind it. Mm-hmm. And um, it does just because they're celebrities in in our views doesn't mean that they shouldn't be listened to. Right. Uh, yeah. There was a video a little while ago of some guy saying that uh, oh, who's it? Richard Ashcroft saying mm-hmm. that musicians shouldn't become shouldn't become political because they're in, at the end of the day they're entertainment. They yeah. shouldn't be using their their fame to influence other people. Tell but, that to Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Like it's still have to go rage against the machine. Tell it to most bands who have actually got an opinion on something. Yeah. And uh, there's a, there's actually a, a Ruben song, whoop whoop, uh, where he actually says like, yeah, if you put stuff into a song, people listen more when it's sung rather than said, and there is mm. there is some psychological to that, but yeah. still. So what what where do you so you've said I've, you're, well, I think you're well and truly part of this and up for this? Yes, and, uh, well, I'm 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 a Ramona, and I'm, I'm well, I'm a, I voted Remain, uh, but I'm not one of these people that's going out this and they're going, well, I lost, so I'm really annoyed. What mm. my problem is, I'm I'm kind of feeling a little bit bad for people that did vote Leave because mm. this is not what they wanted at all. This no. is like you know at the moment just you know. The, the Conservative Party breaking up and, you know, like infighting all the time. Yeah. There's constant leadership, you know, challenges and votes of no constant confidence. And there's, you know, the current deal looks like it's going to be voted down, which is really playing havoc with the economy and making the pound look very, very yeah. weak. So this is not what people who voted leave wanted at all. No. So And it's not what people, what people voted remain. I think there's probably a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm so glad this is going badly for them. And it's just a bit of sadism involved. But, yeah. you know. I mean, I remember sort of thinking this of going. There's a certain amount of those who voted remain went because it'll all go wrong if we vote leave. Are going ah, we were right. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be right. No, that's why they didn't vote <laughs> yeah, leave. Because exactly. you know, at yeah. the same time, it's but a bit then of hubris involved. And the same time, if it was remain and it caused loads of political uproar and in 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 the same vein, yeah, that tribalism ev- would yeah, work every, on the opposite way. It goes both ways, and you know, I, I think. It's it's a hard hard thing mm. to get. But in terms of the music industry, I mean, I've been yeah. worried about. That's one of the reasons why I voted. Well, most of the reason why I voted Remain was because I'm worried about what it's going to be like for touring. I mean, you know, yeah. to go over, um, you know, ne- needing a different passport or you know having to, to de- different work visas yeah. to get over onto mainland Europe um, will be a, a massive blow to people that are going to be working in the music industry. Um, so you know, stuff like this is, is is something to get behind. I mean, you came up with a really interesting figure earlier just yes. about how much. Um, of the UK's, uh, you know, income is from music. Yeah, I did a bit of research all by myself. I did. Oh, by myself. Um, and it 
I found a figure that it's broken now. My phone's broken. Great. Um, you said it was about four point two. Four point five billion. Four point five billion now. pounds. Four, uh, that we uh, that the musicians, uh, the music industry, bring into the country yeah. contributes to our economy, and that we employ, I think, something like uh, the music industry employs one hundred forty-five thousand people, which are actually not. That big, consider yeah. the, the the money that it brings well, in. Well, that's probably registered people there. <laughs> you know, yeah. people that are just going out there and gigging for fun. I think you know yeah. if they added those in. Oh, that'd be a lot more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're so, still you know still contributing to the, the entertainment industry yeah. and the music industry itself. And the so, like the the knock on effects of of not having this this you know the, the European Union means that it will make make it a lot harder for us to export or to import that income from. UK bands doing world tours, bringing money into the country, mm. uh, and also in terms of just selling merch and selling stuff for bands who are international, selling T-shirts, stuff like that. That all it all contributes as well. Mm. I mean, international is kind of a bit buzzword there because you know this yeah. is to do with the European Union yeah. and the certain countries that are in there. I think there was what was it twenty five member states or something like this. Yeah. So it's kind of trying to factor that in is quite difficult to do in the maths. I mean, we can't sit there and say how much of that four point five billion will be, um, you know made from the the european union itself yeah it may even help uh that we leave because of uh you know certain options will be open to industry executives yeah. for other countries that were you know that had blinders put on them before but i don't know i personally i'm thinking about the live music industry yeah and i think that it's it's going to be quite difficult so uh, at the moment at current times you know with the certain deal that's being proposed does look particularly um, damaging yeah um well you know back to what we were talking about with the article 13 thing mm. uh, that uh, you know the meme ban and all these different things that we've talked about on the show before with Raina van Dale, um that would not be in place uh, if yeah. we left the eu which a lot of people have said would be a good thing for me well that article 13 itself would be a good thing for the music industry yeah. so i don't know if we do leave the european union that could open it up for more places like youtube and facebook to be uh, you know stamping on over the yeah. pe- musicians' rights, etc. Um, so yeah. I don't know. I, I, what do you think will happen about the recording industry? That's an interesting one, actually, because mm. I mean we've had uh, UK have seen a lot of bands as well coming into the UK to record. Um, there's some there's some in, some massive internationally known studios in in the UK where bands will come from all over the world to 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 record in, and that extra step of having to do visas and stuff like that that's going to cause uh, a, a bit of, of people going is it worth us going to abbey road when mm-hmm. there's that studio across just the road from, that's yeah. just, or in your bedroom just, yeah <laughs> you know and um there's so that there's that and there's also all the other sides of of the recording industry that sort of happens behind the closed doors which is very important like the mastering mm-hmm. um but then you've also got the publishing as well which Although that's becoming more of an online thing anyway, mm. so that's, that that might not be affected so much. But then, yeah. if you take one process out of the country, other ones will, will potentially leave as well. I think we're always going to have some very very talented musicians, engineers, uh, and mm. business minds in the UK, um, and people will always be wanting to to get some of our input on things. So be that a songwriter or composer that is going to be used, uh, like David Ashcroft, um, and uh, not David Ashcroft. Who am Richard. I talking about? No, 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 sorry. David Arnold. And also, you know, people like the people that have yeah. signed this letter, like Paloma Faith, oh, yes. um, will will be asked to work outside of the UK and be given work from outside of the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. 
Um, it'd be, it remains to be seen what happens from this letter. I have not heard anything about it in the news, in, in you know, in the mainstream media, no. um, which just shows that you know this is this happened a couple of days ago. So if this is not really being heard, you know, internationally, whether it's going to get a lot of levity, even though you know big names get behind it and yeah. big trade bodies get behind it, um, the music industry is still seen as a bit of a a byproduct and it, of it, a good good economy. If it is something that you guys at, at home really really care about, I would it's probably uh, would be good 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 advice to sort of share it amongst your friends, share it amongst your your musical compadres. Yeah, and um and and let people know that this is this is happening. You know, mm. um, the people getting behind this. Spread. So I don't know. We'll see. It, um, the more people that get behind this uh, means that you know perhaps we'll be getting a better deal because I do believe this is just going to happen. Brexit is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, we just need to make sure that the deal is going to be right for musicians. Yeah. That's, anyway, that's where we are at. I think that ooh, that stuff that we talked about wasn't that a thing that we thought about, but this is a different thing I thought about. Thing I thought about this morning. Jingle. Oh, we thought about jingles. Um, so, Harley, we, yes. we've talked about this before uh, out of the show, and I thought it would be a great idea for us to talk about this on air um, yeah. because um, music and mental health. So yeah. anybody listening in um, knows that there are different ways that music can help uh, combat uh, mental health issues like, yeah. like therapies, but there are also ways that music can really harm your mental health. Um, so I'd like to sort of talk about both of those things. How do you feel that music has affected you um, in a positive way? Um, in a positive way... In your mental health already? <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, um, I think for the, the main part, the fact that I am doing music and finding a way somehow in the current climate to make it make it as a job make it as a business uh i puts me in a very happy place i work a lot uh and that's potentially not a great thing but i never have i've never had that wake up and going i can't be bothered to do that gig Mm. i've been exhausted and going oh this is gonna be hard work but i love doing what i Mm. do uh and i think my general happiness is contributed to the fact that I get to do this every day. Yeah, it's um, well. You've touched. You've touched on an interesting point there because I mean, I was sort of reading up on this today, and what I sort of came up with this. Do you ever feel like that you are convincing yourself that waking up, uh, feeling like you haven't slept, is part of the job? Do you feel like missing friends, uh, get-togethers, not eating, not exercising, and you're too stressed, and sometimes, you know, turning to drugs or alcohol? I'm not talking just to you. I'm talking to everybody here. Mm. Do you feel like that's part of the music industry? I mean, thinking that we may only be doing this until we have achieved X or uh, we are X years old. Mm. Um, Apparently between 65 and 75% of people surveyed in the music industry suffer from stress, anxiety or depression. So, and I I listen to this and uh, and I find I draw a lot of parallels Mm. because, you know, there are certain times when I just haven't slept and I'm telling myself, it's because oh, it's just because I, I did this gig, and uh, and I've got another gig now. I mean, that's just the way it is. Or you know, I'm uh, I'm not eating properly because I'm hopping between shows, or yeah. I'm not exercising because I'm I you know I go off at, um, to the gig at a time when you know it's it's either too busy at the gym or it's not closed, or I just don't feel like exercising. Yeah. And the difficult thing really is is noticing that everybody in the world has mental health as well as physical health 
yeah. um, those two are also intertwined. Yes. And thinking that, that, you know, that we haven't been, you know, diagnosed with anxiety or depression or, or just, you know, stress, that, um, that we don't actually have a problem. Uh, you actually end up hurting the problem and you're not actually thinking about your mental health. How do you feel that music hurts your mental health? Um, I think, yeah, like, I, I, I have a strange, uh, what's the word, uh, relationship with sleep. I don't tend to sleep a lot and I'm aware that that's something I need to do. Mm. Um, and I... It's so easy to go. Oh, I'm a, I'm a late. I go to bed late and I wake up late. That's how I do things, mm-hmm. which is fine unless you need to wake up early and then you still go to bed late and then that's bad because then you don't get enough sleep for your day and mm. then that can just just have a knock on effect on just just your general mood in that yeah. whole day. Um, and that is some point a downside to working late. Um, and you know, like for for certain things, like you know, Monday nights I will won't finish rock project till 11 o'clock um and i used to go home and i will be up until sort of one or two o'clock in the morning more recently i've been using that time where i'm going to the gym mm-hmm. uh because i'm trying to work on my my physical uh fitness to a point where i can just get uh and I find going, being more, doing more exercise and stuff has really helped my general sort of outlook and happiness. Mm. And I find I'm a lot less stressed because of that. Um, I'm still having stupidly late light, late nights, but mm. those with those few hours that I have, which are chill down time, I'm still chill. Like I'm still mentally uh, sort of switched on. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 mentally sort of slowing down. Ah, okay. Even though I'm doing physical activity. Right. I'm not thinking about It's quite meditative um, yeah. um doing especially doing exercise when you're just counting. Just yeah. breathing and counting. That's what, you know, physical exercise really is when you're doing weight training. It's it's actually been clinically found that uh weight training um is much more uh, much better for your mental state than running and uh, yeah. because there is much more of a focus on breathing and on counting. But I mean, yeah, yeah I mean it, there's something that you and I both do uh, and mm. I noticed that uh, that yours is it's quite quite extreme sometimes because you do work quite a lot yeah. is that um, we do overworking sometimes becomes a bit of a badge of honour like yeah. how often do you sit there and say oh I would but I'm just so busy because I'm doing this I'm doing that I'm doing this and you're kind of you're proud of it but then there's people just look at you and just go jeez what are you doing it's, this is a, this is a, a catchphrase that you've had when people say you're really oh you must be really busy and your response is oh yeah I've got to be otherwise they call you lazy yeah that's and mine I, yeah. that's one thing I, I get I don't make that up <laughs> I, abs- I, what I absolutely hate is people going oh you, you've got time or oh yeah you know you're lazy and uh, my parents for a long time did sort of make jokes not in any sort of harsh way but just happen to go oh yeah but you don't get up early and stuff like that yeah yeah and i'm like well it's because i not... go to sleep late <laughs> yeah it's yeah. and to be honest i still get up early like when i can or when i need to it's not a problem for me but that really sort of grinded me and i, I had to sort of say look please don't say stuff like that because that really makes me feel mm. like i'm not working hard even though i'm doing 15 hour days mm. it's like I, what 
something needs to give. Talking about knock-on effects is an interesting thing. So just in, if anybody listen, uh, listening in has heard of this, uh, you know, has felt like this, um, here's some symptoms for certain things. I'm not WebMD here right now, so I'm not a doctor. <laughs> so, But, you know, symptoms for anxiety, feeling tense, feeling nervous, feeling on edge, a sense of paranoia, like others uh, staring at you, um, ruminating on negative experiences, so just talking about bad stuff more than you speak about good stuff, uh, difficulty sleeping, uh, some people have panic attacks, restlessness and problems concentrating i think you know i felt some of that mm. and i do uh, feel anxious at times uh, there are also some symptoms of depression which is uh, something uh, i'm going to admit that i do suffer from um mm. and a little bit too much recently because i've been gigging enough um and it really does make me some of these things like leth- lethargic i've been feeling really lethargic not yeah. um you know not ha- not achieving certain goals um guilt worthlessness despair uh feeling a bit tearful isolated and find it difficult to relate to others um aches or pains with no cause <laughs> constantly have back injuries that sort of stuff for just nothing uh, i think they have cause though with, with the amount of loading in and left. out yeah, yeah. True. avoiding social situations and not enjoying things that happens uh, a bad memory and decision making um overeating sleeping and in some situations drug and alcohol use the, the problem is with this kind of thing is that we being self-employed don't have an hr department uh, yeah. and uh, you know we can't just sit there and say oh, it's all right, i'm gonna go sit down with the hr department on my lunch break um you really do need to be part of the musicians union which does have that kind of thing which does mm-hmm. have a, a helpline the bpi british phonographic industry um have um institutions sorry have actually set up their own thing where they do have a line that you can call just to say this is how i'm feeling they can't diagnose anything but they can push you in a certain pl- uh, can, direction yeah um um there's also the nhs mood assessment form uh which you know you can go on the nhs and just say this is how i'm feeling and it'll tell you you might be suffering from anxiety or depression uh you can call call 111 yes good friends of ours like kezia uh, yeah. tom tom mccarthy's girlfriend um has been training really hard and does uh, help a lot of people through uh situations like that they just sit on the phone and they will talk to you That's through awesome. certain things um there's it's, it's not short term what mm. um what happens to us and it can cause physical illness is a thing is we can overexert ourselves um there are certain ways that you can do it to help yourself which is talking about it and have a record of your emotions have a routine eat healthily and exercise i'm trying to do a lot more of those things and it does have a knock-on effect just drinking more water yeah you're really, really good at that i'm not and when you well you're getting better just don't drink so many caffeine drinks um there's also the things of when you're around somebody that you feel like could be suffering from this thing like listening just mm-hmm. listening to someone that you think is seeming make down. Don't be critical of, of you know, oh, don't be so down. Just smile more. Just telling somebody to smile or, or cheer up is such a bad thing to do. I don't want to say yeah. the word trigger because that's such a millennial thing. Uh, <laughs> and just checking in with people. If you think, oh, that person was a bit down last time I saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, so the the way to do this really is just to be kind to yourself and to live your life how you want to not how you think you should as i worry about this and a lot of my musician friends yourself included Definitely. is that we sort of feel like that we just have to just work hard because the industry is hard hard yeah. graft recently um yeah i've been feeling it was i've been giving gigging but i felt like that i've been able to catch up on seeing friends going out to gigs and doing things that i love yeah. uh, has been really helpful of just me feeling happier recently that's it i don't know many musicians who have said like well let's just put it another way because i'm going to then forget about someone who has 
had a weekend to themselves or whatever but on the weekends you have been gigging you've been going to gigs you've been doing stuff with your girlfriend seeing friends and stuff which is great and it's that's what that's what we need as humans yeah to sort of be you know to sort of keep keep us in check and of, of, in in touch with reality and you've been active thinking about it. we did we've not mentioned the words mental health on the show mm. but you just saying when you went to center parks and you had some time to just sit there and think and go this is what i find important i'm going to focus on those things mm. so when i get back i'm going to i'm going to go chat with my friends i'm going to make time for my girlfriend yeah. i'm just going to go and do things that i enjoy and it's a very difficult thing to be able to do that when you're in an industry like this i know so many of our friends like rainer like tom like david brown yeah. <laughs> and rob lewis they all work so hard and and andy hopgood i've yeah. seen her work her, her butt off um and, and not to say they work and they do work hard and their work and their their the work they do goes noticed it's and it's also very useful for you as a as not even just talking music but if you work hard for something to be able to recognize that what you've done has has paid off yeah uh and and recognize that and it's very very important for you to sort of go look i've, I've done good mm-hmm. you know but i think it's just important for people that are listening in to know that um what you do is important when mm. you're a musician uh, and or you know you you as a person <laughs> yeah. what you do is important uh you are appreciated um but you need to take more time on yourself uh, and and think about your mental health as well as your physical health yeah. your physical health like just eating right and just drinking more water um, can have a knock-on effect on your mental health as well. There's a certain thing, your microbiome, certain things in your stomach, there's apparently like, you know, there's, mm. so, there's the nerves in your stomach can make up the same size as a cat's brain. Apparently that's a thing. And, uh, and so what you eat um, is actually has a knock-on effect on what your body craves. So if yeah. you're eating really bad food, you end up just craving bad food. So anyway, to, uh, just as a counter argument, some cats, some cats are very stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I have the brain the size of a cat. But anyway, do you guys get affected by mental illness? Please just let us know, and uh, you know, just talk to somebody, or if you know somebody with a mental illness, or you feel like has something but is not diagnosed, then check in with them, just see yeah. if they're all right, um, and just remember what you do is important. Definitely. So. Talking of important things, my friend, oh my goodness, it's time for the... Yes, it is. This week, I've got kept the, the gig list quite short because I wanted cool. to talk about that. Um, so we are playing uh, this week twice, my friend. Hey. Twice. So uh, I'm playing with Dr. Feelgood. The mighty Doctor Feelgood. That's awesome, man. This Thursday. Where are you playing? At Venue 77. Venue 77 in Ipswich on Thursday. So that's thanks to Stephen Foster from BBC Suffolk. Thank you, Mayor. Oh, nice one. Um, As we mentioned earlier, there's still tickets for that. You've got to get tickets, though, by the way. So, uh, East Town Pirates... And Matilda's Scoundrels are playing with Casual Nausea. You'll be able to see Rainer Vandell with his brand new kit. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, this Friday, 21st of December at the Steamboat Tavern. So that'll oh, be fun. Nice. Some yeah. Proper punk. Uh, also December 21st, we have Impilo, Orange and Benny Davis are playing at the Smokehouse. Uh, that's Ipswich this Friday at 7.30. Um, Big Ting, Underline the Sky, their 10-year anniversary yes. holiday show. They're playing this Saturday at the Smokehouse. That's the 22nd. They've been sharing loads of their old music videos. Oh, from the- I live this one down. Yes. You- I was at that video shoot. Were you? Did you get make it into the video? No, I wasn't. Oh, I, I, that's I was, a shame. I was hanging at the back being a cool kid. Fair. Well, Not yeah. Really. <laughs> but uh, check out on their Facebook if you want to see some old school videos. Yeah, videos some of, people of that playing. you know as well. Oh yeah, with scene kid haircuts. Oh, I had the one. Beautiful, just um, beautiful. So yeah, my important gig of the week. Um, well, 
I've got two port gigs. I can't really moat them. But like we've worked on this a lot. The Lockerbillies are playing with Hot Tramp and Baby Brother, all those people you've listened to today. The three Joshes. Exactly. So Josh Sandifa, Josh Carr, and Josh Locke. We're all the front men. It's really weird. Anyway, so um, Josh and Josh had that idea ages ago. So we thought we've got to do this. That's so that's brilliant. this Saturday, 22nd of December. Free entry. Check it out. But another important thing happening on Saturday, 22nd is Chart Attack. Yeah, boy. Are playing at the Grosvenor, boy. Yeah, looking forward to that. We are very much looking forward to they that. They love you at the Grosvenor, didn't they? They, they lo- We played last year and it went down really well. Um, the one thing we're also looking forward to as well, because we're going to be finishing about 11 half past uh, they got music at the cork that evening as well that goes on till about one o'clock which is space rocks my old band wow uh, when they got simon goldsmith on bass who i looking love. For, i love that guy yep. so it'll be interesting to see them uh we're all going to go along and make a night of that mm. so um if you're in felix though there's a lot of very good music going on on that saturday um but we're the most important so come see us exactly <laughs> but, um oh yeah. we didn't get around to the old facebook game this week the facebook mm. game goes on every saturday and we've done this week we did um name a song with a number in the title we had loads coming in on this one um but i'm just gonna stick i'm gonna call out gareth patch because he did a bunch of <laughs> i was goading him on because he started off with loads of uh loads of songs that had one in him yes. and i was like okay so do some with two on it and he's like two minutes to midnight death on two legs two tribes just two of us and i was like carry on three next he's like yeah it's tricky. uh three is a magic number three little birds three a.m eternal three times a lady and knock three times all of them can i cash in my chips now i said we have a winner <laughs> so he's like Brilliant. Oh, time for a lie down <laughs> so yeah well done, Gareth. because we're not gonna be here to talk next week we um, i want to mention uh christmas eve have you got a gig on christmas eve Yes, I do. I'm at the Arcade Tavern. Wonderful. Uh, and I will be in playing uh, in the Hosley at the Shepherd and Dog. Oh, cool. We might have a couple of special guest singers on that one as well. So We're also playing area, at St. Peter's of the Waterfront. Um, there are actually no tickets left, I'm afraid. So it's all sold out. Oh, my God. But you are playing at the Golf. I'm playing at the Golf Hotel. Yes, uh, I think tickets are on sale for that. I don't know if they've sold out yet, but uh, I will find out and uh, we'll be sharing sharing the the way to go get tickets for that for anyone who wants to come see us on new year's eve exactly so yeah thank you very much for listening ladies and gentlemen if you've got any sort of stories that are related to uh, our brexit talk or our musicians and mental health talk please let us know um we love you loads and we'll see you in the new year all right this is break on through by me jason the lockabillies Just a young boy about the age of five My folks said you're gonna do Anything you want just as long as it rocks Any old way you choose I tried to be a dancer, an actor too I tried to be a painter, but well, what's the use? I can't do anything but sing these songs to you So when I got uh, Disclaimer, this is playing way faster than the original record so enjoy this once in a lifetime listen to me being a chipmunk you sound so youthful